In today's Greenlight episode, I will speak with Nicole Steele, co-chair of Clean Energy for Biden, about how climate change could be the issue that tips the scales of the upcoming presidential election. CE4B's impressive accomplishments thus far and Joe Biden's plan for an equitable, clean energy-led economic recovery. We will also speak about the exciting new organization she founded with Grid Alternatives alumni, Insight Power Partners, which is expanding clean energy access and creating new jobs for lower to middle-income people and fighting climate change through policy programs and research. Nicole and I will discuss a myriad of ways that that those interested can get involved to support clean energy for Biden, from signing up to phone banking to participating in fundraisers, which is particularly important now that early voting has already begun. Thanks for tuning in to The Green Light. Now let's dive in. I'm Catherine McLean, founder and CEO of Dylan Green, and today I have with me Nicole Steele, principal and co-founder of Insight Power Partners. Thanks for joining me, Nicole. Hi, Catherine. Good to see you. Can you introduce yourself and talk a bit about your background and how you came to take on the co-chair of Clean Energy for Biden? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've spent about 15 plus, maybe 20 years in the clean energy environment, housing, affordable housing, political space. And so I've done everything from standing up programs for affordable housing agencies to running political campaigns to being the executive director of a regional nonprofit organization that installs solar and does workforce training. And so my current adventure is to really do just that and work on clean energy access and creating good clean energy job and build healthy communities around that all with an equity lens. And so that's what I'm up to today. And the reason I got involved with Clean Energy for Biden when it was launched back in April of this year was because I realized that from my perspective, the number one most important thing that has to happen this year to benefit the climate and to push the clean energy industry forward is to get Joe Biden elected president. And so that is how I got engaged with CE4B. And it's an amazing network, 5,000 plus members and growing. And so we're we're actively growing on growing that. And we can talk a little bit about that shortly with the goals of raising money for the campaign, really building a platform for the clean energy industry and getting out the vote and really showing how important this election is to the clean energy industry. No, absolutely. In 2020, 81% of Americans believe that the earth has been warming over the last 100 years. And nearly two-thirds of Americans believe the federal government should act more aggressively to combat climate change. Do you think this will translate into votes for Biden, given his strong climate platform? Well, from my perspective, I absolutely think so. And there was a really great New York Times article that came out about a week ago that really talked about where sort of voting blocks are and what the important issues are today and particularly in this election and climate change came up as number two. So I really think that climate change is really becoming incredibly important across the board. So not just Democrats, but also Republicans are seeing the effects of climate change personally. And so they're being impacted by natural disasters and really seeing that their like utility bills are going up because they're having to run their air conditioning longer, whatever it might be, but they're truly seeing personal impacts. And I think that's one reason why that voting block is growing exponentially. And then the other sort of element that I would say is 
recently, you know, after Biden announced his climate plan and his clean energy jobs plan, there was this huge groundswell of activists supporting the Biden campaign. And so an element within the campaign called Climate Voters for Biden was created and is the second largest affinity group within the campaign today. And so CE4B, or Clean Energy for Biden, which is what I'm co-chairing, is coordinating directly with those climate voters for Biden, just behind women for Biden. Just as another sort of like key point is we do national phone banks on a weekly basis. And we had our second one this past Tuesday and we had over 230 people registered to participate in that phone bank where we called climate voters in Arizona. We called over 1,500 individuals in just a 45-minute time frame. And we're going to be doing that moving forward. And it's really showing that people really highlight climate as sort of a top issue area. And then also the campaign sees us as a huge opportunity and sort of partner on this and that they see the value that CE4B has been able to bring to the table and really motivate the industry and really see opportunity for that industry to grow with the Biden administration. Very exciting. I love those stats. I just want to switch gears slightly to COVID. (laughs) So how do you think Biden's approach to the COVID recovery will ensure growth of clean energy jobs while ensuring formal fossil fuel industry employees are not left behind? Yeah, so again, from my perspective and not speaking on behalf of the campaign, all the climate and clean energy recommendations have that recovery lens. And I would say that even more specifically, the clean energy for Biden work has that recovery recommendation lens and that everything that we are sort of providing as recommendations to the campaign, either for day one actions or first hundred day actions, or even a four-year administrative plan is going to focus on good job and good jobs that result in an opportunity to join a union and having strong labor standards around the growth of the industry and then also job creation. And so, you know, growing huge segments of the industry so that there are jobs and then sort of knitting that together around what do job training programs look like? What do career pathway programs look like and entrepreneurship hubs look like? And then also pre-apprentice and apprenticeship programs so that we're not only providing good jobs, but also providing jobs in communities that maybe need that just transition. And so they're a former fossil fuel community and really needing to make sure that we're focused on communities that would be impacted by this new clean energy revolution. And then also in Biden's plan that was announced earlier this summer, he specifically called out frontline communities and that the frontline communities can be communities of color, it could be low income communities, it could be communities that are impacted by COVID, it could be communities that have been impacted by recent natural disasters or even natural disasters that were still recovering from, that 40% sort of allocated in the plan, well, I mean, it's leveraged, so it's not like we're going to (laughs) pay $2 trillion, but it's a $2 trillion plan, and 40% of those dollars are intended to go towards those frontline communities. And so that does include that COVID lens and really sort of building a much stronger economy as we start to recover from this pandemic. Yeah, I'm really glad that you addressed that because one of my questions was around Biden's climate plan addressing racial and environmental justice. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that? Absolutely. I think 
from a CE4B perspective, we have been incredibly intentional in building a diverse representation, the clean energy community, and then also what is our role in sort of bringing in other networks to diversify this movement? And so we've been very intentional around who are our co-chairs, who are sort of representing us in leaderships, our executive committee, and then also highlighting topics around environmental justice, equity, building an equitable future, sort of like black CEOs and like what are sort of opportunities there and what have been some of the challenges and how can we support more people of color in leadership roles and then also just highlighting sort of a diversity of voices. And so CE4B has been incredibly intentional around this sort of like bringing equity, inclusion and diversity into our lens. And I would say, honestly, that's how I got really involved as a co-chair and that I was on the, our first call and you know, publicly highlighted how white and how male that call looked. And so right from the very beginning, we made that shift. And then I would say our coordination with the campaign, there's been recognition and it's really been made clear to us that making sure that people that have been doing work in the environmental justice space really do get a platform and really do have their voices heard as those plans are created. And so there was a a whole environmental justice roundtable that was created before his plan was announced this summer. And so from my perspective, we can always do better and we will continue to do work in this space. But I think the campaign is listening and and is definitely integrated sort of that frontline, low-income, community of color aspect. Inside Power Partners is a partnership of three former Grid Alternatives executive directors. And we come to the table with a mission and a vision to empower communities to create programs that make clean energy more accessible and also create good jobs as part of that while building out healthy communities. And so we have partners that are nonprofits, that are industry leaders, that are state and local governments. And really our the high level goal of the work that we're doing is to make sure that the work of serving low income communities and serving frontline communities is not separate from the industry, but within the industry and that industry partners and are integrating that work into what they do. And so we're working on building out many different models that allow for all markets to be serviced and that sometimes it's creating financing products, sometimes it's creating new marketing strategies, sometimes it's creating plan to, you know, stand up an entity that's going to help with like job training and like workforce development or building out curriculum to do the same, but really it's to shift the industry to be inclusive and to service all markets and make clean, renewable energy accessible to everyone. So other than voting, how can people get involved to support clean energy for Biden if interested? So you mentioned a bit about the phone banks. You want to tell us about some other initiatives they can get involved in? Absolutely. I think I mentioned before as well that Clean Energy for Biden is a 5,000 member network. And I would say it's number one, go to cleanenergyforbiden.com and sign up. We are actively growing our membership and are aiming to attempt to double that. And one reason I'll say one of the reasons why that's so important is because the campaign sees how large our constituency is, how large that membership is. And that really 
gives us a lot of clout in terms of really advocating for what's next and really helping build a platform for actions on day one and really helping build a platform for actions on the first hundred days. And so, you know, the larger we're able to grow that network and that's active in raising money and participating in our voter outreach efforts, the more clout we'll continue to build as an industry that is important and that create jobs. And we're sort of protecting the work that we do today, but there's incredible opportunity to grow it as well. And so number one, sign up. Number two, if you haven't participated in a fundraiser yet, we would love to get you involved. We've had really great fundraisers from John Podesta and Ernie Moniz. And we just had one earlier this week with Lisa Jackson and Representative Kathy Castor, who led the, the climate committee on out of the house. And there's a lot of opportunities to be part of these conversations. And it's just so much fun to just see how many perspectives there are and help the campaign raise money and push the message forward. And then number three, participating in those phone banks, making sure that your friends and family have a voting plan is absolutely imperative. We need as many people involved in the get out the vote effort between now and the election. I think we're at 62 days or 61 days at this point. So that's going to fly by. (laughs) And early voting starts tomorrow starts September 4th for North Carolina. And so it's upon us. It's happening. And don't leave it to the last minute. Yeah, we really need to be doing that work right now. Um, (laughs) And and then I would say, last but not least, I've sort of alluded to recovery recommendations and sort of policy work on the CE4B side. And, you know, we'll, we'll be releasing a set of recommendations not endorsed by the network because, you know, we can't get all 5,000 members to endorse, but this is good information and good ideas that will be presented to the transition team knocking on all of the wood <laughs> on how to move the clean energy industry and combat climate change and create good jobs forward on day one. And so that is also another way to participate in the work that we're doing. Great. It's very exciting. Yeah. I wish you all the best and I'll do everything I can to help, including crossing all my fingers. (laughs) Appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) The other thing I'll say is that I think sometimes phone banking can be scary and it's not. Just think of it as like a human to human. You're, You're just calling somebody else to find out if they're interested in voting and have a voting plan and if they want to talk climate and clean energy. And so, you know, maybe the first couple of phone calls are a little awkward, but I would, I would highly encourage if you haven't done a phone bank to give it a try. And we're looking for as many folks possible to participate and we'll have almost daily opportunities in the coming weeks. That's great. Thank you so much, Nicole, for all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you for spreading the word. Thanks for listening to the Greenlight Podcast. Are you looking for your next role in climate tech? Join the latest growing network of clean tech professionals and be the first to know about what industry-leading clean tech companies first post new job openings, from development to finance to marketing, by checking out our website, dylan-green.com slash latest hyphen jobs. Dylan Green is transforming business through talent. You can also find us on YouTube, where we engage with today's top clean energy leaders.